You are right up Main Street. Oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's 13. <laughs> I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. This is your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I'm Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Hi. Hi. Oh, oh <laughs> we're both... First of all, uh-huh. Uh-oh. I know that you posted about it, but big news. Uh-huh. Brendan Fraser... Has oh. finally decided to tell everyone that they're saying his last name wrong. So the Fraser community is very happy because... The Razors, that's, those <laughs> the, are your fans. Exactly. The Fraser-like Razors are very happy because I have an example, a written example of a famous person saying it is not pronounced Fraser. So I'm really happy. Good. Well done. I just want to do a quick bit of like visual admin at the top. I have not showered. I've been for a run. I slept in this t-shirt. What else can I tell you? I also just very enthusiastically ate a tuna sandwich. Translation for UK listeners, tuna. Yeah, C-H-U-N-A, tuna. And I I was eating it so enthusiastically that I bit my lip and it's bleeding. Let me see. Oh, that's going to be an ulcer. No, don't (laughs) curse me. (laughs) The curse of the ulcer, I'm sorry. So that's where I'm at. Well, I've had a weekend. So Friday night. <laughs> well, first of all, I love, I love how you're saying I've had a weekend. I mean, I've I've been here for it. Oh yeah, you went here for what I'm about to talk about. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about how we watched it. <laughs> we watched an Aubrey Plaza film last night and had a glass of wine. Like that's not interesting. So Friday night, I took myself to the El Rey Theater in uh, Mid Wilshire. Oh yeah. Very strange location. Very strange theater. Mm-hmm. To see. Christmas with the Countess. So be cool. Don't be all, like, uncool. Lost. Feelings? Know who that is? Lost. (laughs) You already know my feelings on Christmas. So so. I went to see Christmas with the Countess, which was Countess Luann from Real Housewives of New York's cabaret, Christmas cabaret show. Lovely. Now, I just have to kind of explain to you, first of all, that she can't sing. We know she can't sing. She knows she can't sing. That's the baseline. There's not even a question about, like, did she sound good? Okay. So don't worry about that. She, she came out and did some terrible numbers. She looked amazing. She's wearing lots of, like, crisp, white Christmassy gowns with lots of, like, very, like... Do you remember the early... Or you probably don't remember. On the early seasons of Drag Race, they, they, one of their sponsors was FierceDragJewels.com. Oh, it, it and it's com- where they would get those big, those big earrings and, like... She was wearing lots of FierceDragJewels.com kind of jewellery. Yeah, those come up every now and again, don't they? <laughs> yeah. On, on Drag Race. Uh, it was pretty great. I, again, I'm going to start naming some names that you don't know, but I, I feel like people need to hear about it. Mm-hmm. I saw Crystal from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Kyle Richards, who you must know yeah. just from name alone. Well, star from, of Halloween. From Halloween. <laughs> she, she, she's, my, she's the main star. She's Mike Myers. And then the, the star of Real Housewives of Orange County, Shannon fucking Bador. And this is where I'm going to insert the audio of Shannon Bador in a restaurant saying, That's not my fucking plate, bitch! This isn't my plate, you fucking bitch! Uh, so there was, it was wild. What, what I will say is, yeah, Luann couldn't sing. The, the crowd was a mixture of, like, very hyped women and gay men. Okay. Now, this is, this is in a theater in L.A. Yeah. How busy was that theater? It was, it was busy. We Could- paid, they were expensive tickets, and we paid for... Oh. We were sitting on... Everyone was on a folding chair. Mm. On, like, the floor. <laughs> yes, because I've been there to see Charlie XCX before. It was standing only, right? Oh, yeah, there was no folding yeah, chairs. Yeah, we were all in folding... Char- Charlie had, like, stacked those at the back. Yeah, we were all in rows of folding chairs. Just some small highlights. Uh, one woman, we were, like, by, like, a step. One woman was enjoying herself so much that as she went to come back to her seat, she just didn't see the step. So she just fully flew down to the ground. But she managed to save her drink. Good. What was she drinking? Everyone was on... They were serving double rosés. So, like, two glasses of rosé wine in a big, giant, pint plastic cup. Wow. So you could ask for a double rosé. With the irony being that Countess Luann, in the last two seasons, uh, had to give up drinking because she assaulted a police officer when she was drunk and went to rehab. (laughs) Wow. Uh, uh, Long story short... Everyone was, there was a Q&A section. One girl asked a question that was so unintelligible. She she was like, Luan, I just wanted to say it's because of the Bethany. And Luan just went, oh, moving on. Huh. 
It was the night of my life that I went to the Eagle and kissed two different guys. That was my Friday. That's a solid LA Friday. It was fantastic. Double Roses and Countess Luann. Maybe heard of her song, even though you don't know it. It's called, her most famous song is Money Can't Buy You Class. No. Money can't buy you class. I would have liked if she'd done some sort of count, you know, thing. Like a, you know <laughs> well, what like I mean? the count from Sesame Street. Exactly, like a counting. <laughs> like, can I get a number? One, two, three. <laughs> I don't know. Like Got Your Number by Mariah Carey. Boop, 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 With boop, Jermaine Dupri, JD, yeah. y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jermaine Dupri, did he ever do a collab with JD Sports? They should have done... JD, XJD. JD, XJD. Okay, well, I've got a story for you. Uh, here we go. <laughs> what have you been doing, Ben? Oh, I've just been, uh, just been shredding the gnar this week. I've just, I've, I've been skiing. I don't know if you know this about me, Fraser, but I, I do like skiing. I've never heard you talk about it. It's certainly not a cornerstone of your uh, identity. Okay, so Ben's I, a skier. I drove up to Mammoth, which Ugh. is in Northern California, a place, as we've discussed in the podcast before, where you accidentally misplaced some keys yeah if you ever need to hear that story just listen to our mammoth episode where i yeah lost my friend's car keys and we spent i think maybe 14 hours driving backwards and forwards to mammoth don't worry about it don't worry it's the worst anyway, day of my life so went up there skiing whatever first i'm not gonna bore you with that because you just won't get it but the first night i was there <laughs> i was I, I went on the apps and ended up chatting to a local what these apps you speak of? Oh, you know the apps. The weather app. <laughs> Snowy with a chance of... Dig. There you go. Made friends with the local. <laughs> went for some drinks. It genuinely was purely friends. I am 37 years old. He is... I know. He's 24. He was like, I'm the only queer person working in Mammoth. He's a seasonal worker. I was like, yeah, I bet. Anyway, had a couple of drinks. Super fun. He was like... Do you want to go to, there's this local bar and it's karaoke night. Ooh. Do you want to go? And at that moment, I was thinking, I want to get up early and ski. Do I want to go? Is this weird? I was like, okay. So we get into his car that's got a, a smash windscreen. Ooh. And um, we drive in the snow to the karaoke <laughs> real, bar. real life version of having a smashed iPhone screen. Yes, having exactly. just your car windscreen smash is pretty exactly. scary. <laughs> it's like the next level. <laughs> so we go to this karaoke bar. It's fine. It's fun. He sang a song. What did he sing? He sang, uh, oh, a Paramore song. Oh. He obs was obsessed with singing Paramore. Fine. Paramore. I know. So anyway, we're in there and I'm thinking, having, I'm having a beer. I'm thinking, do I sing? Do I not sing? I'm umming and eyeing. Uh, finally, I'll put my name in. Okay. For some reason, when I put my name in, a million other people had. So my song didn't come up for an hour. Ooh. Now, the setup of the bar, stage, full bar you're performing to. Okay. <laughs> in that hour, while I was waiting for my song, Every other bar in Mammoth apparently closed and this bar <laughs> got so packed and was absolutely heaving. Oh and it was all the ski instructors and seasonal workers and local people in Mammoth, okay? Now, at this point, I was like, oh no, I, I'm a bit worried because I don't know if they're going to enjoy my performance and my vibe because they were all singing like Blink-182 and like country songs. It was quite bro and straight. And I was like, oh no. At one point... They created a mosh pit during someone's song, and I was like, oh "My God, fuck!" I mean, my name's called, so I speak to my, I say, see my new, my new friend Vic. He's there, and he, I'm like, "Okay, I'm just gonna go for it." So I go up. Now, here's the key with karaoke, in my opinion. If it's a big group, you've got to pick something you know incredibly well and you can throw yourself into, but the crowd's gonna know. So I performed <clears throat> to this very straight, young crowd of early twenty somethings, "Wanna Be" by the Spice Girls. Okay. 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 Not my favorite song, but I know it very well. And I just decided to fucking go for it. Right. Go for it. I went. The crowd went fucking crazy. <laughs> it was it was like it was like a scene in a movie where I just was like, I'm going to throw everything I can into this. I'm not going to look at the screen. I'm going to do the rap. I'm going to go for it. <laughs> that rap's not easy to do by yourself. It's not. <laughs> so anyway, I finish and I swear... As I came off stage, all these like 20-year-old 20, 20 skier bros were like fist bumping me, oh, high-fiving me. They were like, whoa, you didn't look at the screen once. I was like, yeah, I kind of yeah, know that song. Did you, get, did you like crowd surf your way out of Pretty the Pretty much. And then for the, I had one more beer and for the rest of the evening, people would come up to me and be wow. like, that was unbelievable. I was like, and here's the thing, I'm not a good singer, but performer, let me tell you. So yeah. <laughs> 
That was my, that was a little treat in Mammoth. Well, I'm glad you didn't talk about skiing, so I'm, I'm fine with that. And then in terms of ski, no. Shall we do some feedback? Yes. <laughs> As ever, if you want to get in touch with us, go to our Instagram, You're Welcome America. You can email us feedback. Oh, You're Welcome America podcast at gmail.com. You can get in other, other, oh, please rate and review Snapple podcasts yes. as well. Or just in general, rate and review us in life. Tell a friend. Okay, <laughs> first piece of feedback is from podcast nemesis Michael. Mm. He said, I'm sure you'll ignore this bit of feedback as usual, but... <laughs> The US equivalent of Girls Aloud is Fifth Harmony, formed in a reality show, X Factor USA, no less. No less. One standout member like Cheryl, Camilla. One cool member who everyone thought was going to change pop but then didn't, like Nicola, Normani. Similar mix of hectic personalities. <laughs> I mean, he, he's right. Yeah, he is right. When you're right, you're right, Michael. Yeah, fine. <laughs> Got a fun little bit of feedback from valenter87 on instagram and they sent us a little clip of a figure skater called kaori sakamoto a japanese figure skater and basically this is what they said to us listen to the girls aloud special which i loved and the feedback section made me immediately think of this japanese figure skater who is using the music for feedback and rock with you in one of her programs and yes they didn't admit the heavy like a first day period line wow okay we need to watch that real <laughs> yeah. quick Okay, Never Enough Flowers for This Life said, Oh my God, I can't wait to listen to this. It was an earlier episode you guys did about Girls Loud, which got me into their music in the first place. You're welcome. For now, my top five Girls Loud tracks are Ooh. Close to Love. Oh. What even is that? Yeah, it's so close to love. And it's close to love. It's on ooh, the purple one. That tangled up? I think it is. Yeah. Memory of You. Oh, wow. I, I don't know that. I think that was, oh God, that's one that starts something it's like, it's like, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> the show, one of my favorites. Sexy, no, 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 one of my least favorites. Did you tell him? No, no, no. 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 And models. <laughs> oh, because he loves the models. <laughs> I really, I got a text from Charlie actually from uh, Core Listener, listener Charlie. Core Listener Charlie saying that she'd really, she'd put models back into the rotation after listening to our episode. <laughs> Is models the one that starts with the, like the noise of cameras? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, Ooh. So that, that was a never, never enough flowers for this life on Instagram. Their top five. But then she ended by saying, but that could change tomorrow. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I shuffle that. around every day. Right. What else have we got there? Uh, Tone Ring's uh, very upset with us. For, he said, uh, no love for something kind of ooh. I couldn't believe it. I do love something kind of ooh. Yeah, that, I felt like that was like number, uh, both of our number six, six. wasn't it? Like yeah. it was, it's still in there. As, I, as it, I said, as I said in the episode, that was my song of, maybe I didn't say it, when I moved to London, uh, went to see them at GAY. I yeah. just moved to London and they performed uh, something kind of ooh. I saw them perform models at GAY. I think maybe that's why I feel so... <laughs> connected to that song something kind of is a little embarrassing though as well at the same time isn't it like i love it and it's also it makes me cringe a little bit i don't know if it's aged as well as the others it's the beginning the doom bum 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 it's a little clunk lunk you know what i mean i got to heat it up something kind of jumping on my tutu with that little choreography they did swing of the ass the music video for something kind of is an astounding work in static like a static car with a bell i'm not even sure if it's green screen it looks like it's been projected yeah. live yeah 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 like an old movie <laughs> yeah i don't feel like it's like digital technology that was used in that but i will say that nicola's wearing an astounding white jumpsuit in the something kind of a video oh good for her yeah she looks great and finally disco drive through uh, said that just i'm watching the ghost watch special on youtube now how did I not know this existed? And a little quote from Cheryl, just tap the fucking table. So that is, it's not a ghost watch, it's ghost hunting with Girls Aloud, which we need to do a whole special on. Yeah, we will get there. Did we talk about the fact that, oh, you did, you inserted it, the fact that Cheryl's in, what's it called, that theatre show? Oh, yeah, I did. I, I did it. Well, I didn't do it. We got a message from Cheryl, remember? Oh, did we? She, she called in. <laughs> just so you know, I'm going to do some stage work. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm excited to get totally spooky. So that was feedback. If you want to get in touch, do give us a shout on Instagram. Email us. Do all the above. Twitter. Rate, Twitter, which I never check. Rate and review us, Twitter. please. Twitter. <laughs> Shall we do the episode? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
And we are back. It's that special time of year. Mm. It's the Xmas Thank you. holiday season. And uh, we are going to be doing just kind of one topic today. It's too meaty to be squeezed into one part. Uh, so we're going to be both talking about a very special topic, which is UK Christmas number ones. Woo! Ben, you are going to take the first... <laughs> Century? I'm going to take, yeah. I, yeah, I'm essentially going to go from 1952 until 2000. We're not going to talk about all of them because some of these, yeah, a little drab. 19, then, 1952. Yeah, and then you're going to go uh, from there onwards, from 2000 onwards, and get some real real goodies. Oh, I'm already were. seeing some names in the 50s that are wild sounding. Yeah. Okay, so quick bit of background for you. The chart started in 1952, the UK singles chart, whatever. And then it just kind of became a thing. If your number one lands on Christmas, it's a big deal. And it was became prestigious. Although it looks like it wasn't really until the 70s that people really got into like the race. Yeah. yeah it began in 1973 when Slade and Wizard <laughs> deliberately released festive songs in an effort to reach the top of the charts. Yeah. But let's go back to the beginning. 1952, come on, we've got to just play a little bit of the very first UK Christmas number one. This is Al, Al Martino, Here in My Heart. I'm going to get all cosy and festive for this. Here in my heart, I'm alone. So yeah, that's quite a lot, isn't it? Wow. It sounds like me trying to sing. <laughs> it's also weird that that sounds like a song that should be a classic and I should know. Never heard it in my yeah. life. So let's have a look at the 1950s. What have we got going on? I mean, I love the fact there's someone called Winifred Atwell. I know, followed by Dickie Valentine. <laughs> Christmas Alphabet. D Okay, I've never listened to the Christmas Alphabet, but I'm imagining it's like, A is, oh my, what would A be for? Shit. Angels. A is for angels. B is for baby be Jesus. Baby Jesus, <laughs> etc. So in the 50s, there's not really anything that I want to, to highlight. Is there anything you're seeing there? Uh, no, I mean, Harry Belafonte. Mm. I just like him because he's the, he's, he does jump in the line, right? The song from uh, Beetlejuice. Shake, 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 Sonata, shake the bad Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think that's Harry Belafonte. In the 60s, you know, things are heating up. We've got an Elvis. We've got the Beatles three years in a row. Oh. Which the Spice Girls also I was about to say, the, the real Spice Girls of their era. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Jones. We've got Rolf Harris. Uh-oh. We've got Benny Hill. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then we, I would say... 19, Jimmy Osmond. <laughs> 1973 is when we really get into, like, songs we might know. Yeah. Slade's Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. America, no, no, that's not Merry Christmas, everyone. They're all the same. Thoughts and feelings in general about Christmas-themed music? Well, so Slade and Wizard are the two kind of, like, the oldest in my in my mind, the oldest Christmas, like, specifically Christmas songs. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ever hear them, and I don't like them, but I respect their place in musical history do you know what i mean yeah like they're not actually bad songs like they're pretty like fun and well put together and like interesting they're not like simple and boring like they are actually pretty good i just don't ever want to hear them if i were a music artist i would 100 percent release an original christmas song but then i would also do other seasons because here's the thing like katy perry firework perfect for either bonfire night or <laughs> fourth of july well Shout out to CLC. Never forget the time I caught her captioning an Instagram uh, post, uh, baby, baby, you're a firework. <laughs> I thought, didn't she just write baby, you're When she wrote baby, you're a, and I caught her before she wrote firework on a, oh. on a post about fireworks. She's never done it since. <laughs> but good. I shamed her. <laughs> but do you not think like you could release like a fun start of summer song, a ha harvest? I don't know. Halloween. <laughs> a like, harvest song. But do you not think you could... Maybe, yeah. like, and, and because then the money really rolls in. Yeah, now you want to be the, the seasons person. Yeah, I know we're already getting ahead of ourselves, but what would you say your, your favourite modern day Christmas tracks are? Because Kelly Clarkson's got that good one, doesn't yes, she? Yes, I, I, I heard that just, uh, like, two days ago, and I, I heard that actually at Countess Luan, they were playing it while we were waiting, mm. and I think it's my favourite modern uh, Christmas song. <laughs> I don't know. Sleeps Till Christmas? <laughs> yes. 
No, Underneath the Tree. Underneath the Tree. Sleeps for Christmases. Uh, Leona Lewis. Which is a good song That's as well. also good. But I think Underneath the Tree is a is a, a truly, like, cemented modern Christmas song classic. Well, nothing will ever be a song that you're definitely going to play a little excerpt of right here, and that's Kylie and Danny. It's a hundred degrees It's still Christmas to me Oh, we're gonna dance tonight True, and Destiny's Child, Eight Days of Christmas. And the eighth day of Christmas my baby gave to me a da-da-da-da-da and some dirty denim jeans. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, pair of dirty denim jeans. Right, let's go back to the UK singles chart for UK Christmas number one. I can't believe, looking at this list, that Bohemian Rhapsody was a Christmas number one. Twice. That's crazy. 1975 and 1991. <laughs> and, then, and then we've got things like Mull of Kintyre, Snoozerama. Yeah, I remember Boney M, Mary's Boy Child. I do remember that. Mm, that vaguely rings a bell. Because Boney M, uh, um, they do that really problematic... Ra, ra, lover, oh. It's pretty fun, that song. That is a fun <laughs> song. They also, also, it looks like in 1980, that's when the whole charity thing came into play. St. Winifred's School Choir, there's no one quite like grandma. <laughs> Not inclusive. What happens if you don't have a grandma, Winifred? <laughs> there's no one quite like her, though. They're, they're not wrong. And then 1981, Human League, Don't You Want Me. <laughs> don't you want me baby i do i love looking at this list earlier i love the the songs that have snuck through that are like clearly just bigger than any christmas song that got released that year and i love that don't you want me baby yeah <laughs> and then there are other songs that we should know because clearly they were big but jackie wilson reet petite in 1986 what is that She's re petite oh she's re petite that sh- have you seen cheryl in real life <laughs> she's re petite Oh my god! Nine, oh, so 1984. Yeah, do they know it's Christmas? Band Aid is a pretty oh, yeah big one. I hate that song. Also, is it okay to say that? I hate that. No, I hate that song as well. And this is maybe this is real. Gonna call me a snowflake, but do they know it's it's so patronizing? It so it was raising money what for a charity in Africa? Yeah. Do they know it's Christmas? Like, oh, do people in Africa know it's Christmas? Maybe yeah. they don't give a shit about Christmas. Yeah. Shut up, Bob Gilder. Yeah. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> Although, shout out to that one scene in Spice World, the movie, where uh, Mel B gives uh, Bob Geldof the two, like, cone hairstyles. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> That's pretty good. So then we've got other things going on. We've got Cliff Richard, Mistletoe and Wine. Fine. She's she's welcome. She can be here. Yeah. You know, Queen Come Back, Bohemian Rhapsody. <gasps> Fine. 1992. 1992. Now, this I would never think of as a Christmas hit, a Christmas number one, but it makes total sense. Fraser, what is it? And uh, it's I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And I... Oh, no, I'm going to have to try it for real. I will always you love you. <laughs> okay, go. <clears throat> it's going to be really loud. Cover you up that ear. Okay. And I... I... Okay, that was the key change. You did the key change. Oh, speaking of, are we going oh, to go, go see that Whitney movie on... on yes, we're going to yeah. see it on Christmas Day. Yeah. Okay, great. I can't wait for that. I am worried about the queer erasure in it, though. Well, there's always going to be queer erasure. Are they going to talk about Whitney being most likely by? Probably not. Probably not. It'll be like the Freddie Mercury documentary, <laughs> the Freddie Mercury movie where they were like, oh, he's gay, it's fine. Right. <laughs> they really yada, yada, yada it. I never saw that. Did they Did they mention much about his sexuality or I never HIV saw it. or AIDS? I just heard people saying that they oh, wasn't okay. really mentioned. <laughs> so I Will Always Love You. That makes total sense as a Christmas number one. <laughs> Ten whoa. weeks. Whoa, and whoa, then whoa. Spe- wait, wait. We're now, okay. Now we're firmly into our world. I yeah, I was say. about to say. What's in 1993? <laughs> Mr. Blobby. Oh my God. <laughs> now, we've tried to do this before. How do we explain Mr. Blobby to US listeners? Mm-hmm. Barney? No. Yeah, it, no, it, it's, if, if, it's as if Barney was a, a mascot on a, an adult TV show. So it was, it was as if like, <laughs> as if like a late night talk show host had a, a mascot in a costume that would come on and do like a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's a really good point. So imagine a late night talk show in so the US. Like, so if like Barney came on and like did a bit on like David Letterman back in the 90s. Yeah, like a regular <laughs> bit. But then Mr. Blobby's thing was he was always out of control and he would bash things and it would all like, yeah. So it was like chaos. <laughs> yes. Isn't it, isn't it weird that Mr. Blobby's completely gone away? <laughs> no, he's still, he, remember he came back on uh, this morning recently and knocked everything over, remember? Oh, that that's clip of, fun. 
I like think it's Alison Hammond and Dermot O'Leary are hosting, and he just walks on and like knocks everything off of the off of the shelves. That's good. I'm into that. <laughs> uh, 1994. We've got E17. Stay another day. important christmas song i think yeah this is when i think my consciousness yeah just in general came into place Definitely. what 1994 i would be nine you're older how old were you 10 17 i'm one year older than you okay. so you need to relax okay 1994 <laughs> but yeah that song really uh has like a it gives me like that weird feeling inside i don't even really like that song that much but it's so like you're saying it's when i like be- became conscious of everything it sounds <laughs> like like kind of pop culturally that's how that song sounds like glittery snow it does and like kind of like like a family christmas <laughs> i know that sounds really lame but like it gives me that like warm childhood security feeling yeah. which is really nice we're gonna skip over 1995 it's the the brother of janet jackson who we have no time for and we're gonna get to Can't 1996 don't even know who it is no decent songs janet's much better 1996 uk christmas number one i mean this is where we really hit our strides in fact, we've got these three years, we've got the, the Spice Girls thruple, the triple. Mm. We've got two become one, we've got too much, we've got goodbye. Oh, fantastic. My favorite out of those three is too much. Is it? Yeah, I, I love too much. Two become one has a, <laughs> we've talked about this also a million times about how I, <laughs> when I was at school, and there was a school disco Uh-oh. and there was this weird, this weird thing where people would, I don't know if this was just my school specifically, but people would ask someone to dance with them at the disco like the day before and you would ask what song to dance with them to so it was like very specific it's like oh will you dance with me to to become one by the spice girls okay and i asked i'm gonna I'll, i can't dox her and use her full name can i i asked to dance with me and she said no so then the next day at the disco to become one played i asked to dance with me to that song who was dancing with don't remember i just remember not dancing with anyone for to become one and it's a very sad to become one is a very sad song to be I, rejected at a discotheque alone to where where was this held oh i couldn't tell you the details of that right. that all of that information has been de- like files have been deleted but the rejection moment is still logged in the in the files because i always imagine i, I had a picture of you sitting ours would always be in like the sports hall at school and you'd sit maybe in the side those kind of long wood it Things. might not have even been a school function. There was oh, a lot okay. of like people's parties that happened as well. I remember a girl had a party on like a steamboat. <laughs> what did you <laughs> did you live in like black and white cell celluloid? Like what? Yeah, I lived in like frontier town. And I, there was because you know I grew up in the Norfolk Broads, which is like that. All those the, the waterways famous for the steamboats. Actually, more steamboats than cars. Right? right. And there was and there was this like weird novelty like steamboat that would would hire out for parties. And this girl I know had a steamboat party. And I very specifically went to uh, sports, like not even JD Sports. I went to like this sports outlet warehouse, me and my friend James. And I remember buying an Umbro sweater oh, just to wear to the- Try and fit in with the lads. Yeah, to wear to, the, to wear to this steamboat party. Wouldn't it be fun to have that Umbro <laughs> sweater now, cut off the sleeves and cut it short like a little Umbro crop yeah. top? <laughs> Someone once told me at university that my childhood sounded like Victorian. And that I was in like the railway children because I was always talking about like riding my bike and having a picnic in the fields. <laughs> my friend, she was like, oh, did you wave your lace handkerchief at trains as they passed? And we were like, oh, cooey. <laughs> it's like when I talk about the fact that I wore a shirt and tie from the age of four to school. And people are like, hang on a minute. Was this Victorian? T-? With little socks you pulled up, with like blue around the top. Lovely. Oh, and a cap. Oh. A cap with a, the, the school crest on it. <laughs> and the girls, I've told you this before, the girls got to wear like fun corduroy, almost like Baker Boy hats. <laughs> oh, a Baker Boy hat. Anyway, Spice Girls 2 Become 1. I love the song. I remember when it came out in Smash Hits or Top of the Pops magazine, one of them, they reviewed it and they said that it's as cozy and sweet as one of Emma's fluffy pink jumpers. <laughs> They're not wrong. And a big shout out to something I mentioned way too often, which is on the, I think it was the CD oh. single of To Become One, they had a cover of them doing Sleigh Ride. So let's hear those sleigh bells ringing and ding, ding, ding. But more importantly is a kind of almost a spoken word interlude at the beginning and the middle of the song where they talk about things that are like about Christmas. And, oh, yeah. you know, a classic moment is Victoria just shouts out. Father Christmas doesn't exist now. <laughs> he does, oh, he does. What are you talking about? Vicky, that's terrible to say. That's that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We know because we went to that fun 
<laughs> Speaking of, a quick detour because we're on it. Well, actually, before we leave to become one, I wanted to say I remember the album version and the single version were different because one of them was like, any deal that we endeavor, boys, boys and, and girls, girls look good together. together. And then they changed it for the single version. Our love will bring, bring us, us back, back together. together. And at the time, I didn't know why, but it's clearly to be more inclusive. Yeah, of course. How cool is that in 1996? Yeah, they were the best. Oh, I also saw some, I sent them around, but I saw some videos recently. Maybe I talked about this before in the pod, but Mel, all of them on uh, a TV show in Europe in the 90s. And there are people in blackface. And Mel B is like, no, that's not on. You should have actual black people here instead of that. And they're like, but it's tradition. And Jerry's like, well, tradition should change. Yeah, (laughs) It's so cool. Yeah, it's great. And then there's also that, that video of Mel B on Extra Factor and... Louis is kind of like almost oh, yeah. touching her up. And then on live TV, Mel's like, what are you doing? Yeah, she's like, don't touch me. Oh, so good. Anyway, do you know what we need to do a quick detour on? What? Spice Girls Tesco Christmas commercials. <laughs> so important. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. So these came out, what, 2007? Much yeah. later. The it, one with the, the, the Greatest Hits album, wasn't oh, it? Yes. It was the Greatest Hits reunion tour. Oh, uh, my time. God. There are two. Them, sh- them trotting around Tesco buying each other gifts yeah and there's that great bit where mel b <laughs> hides behind a robot mask a transformers mask, a transformers goes, mask. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and then there's the other one where they're all sitting there i want lobster lobster yeah oh so good uh, oh my girl she's a star <laughs> okay too much and then goodbye yeah it's a great it's a great like run of christmas number one yeah back off beatles Goodbye, do you know what's good about Goodbye? Much like I was talking about earlier, if I were a music artist, having songs that play with seasons, Goodbye's a really fun one, like when someone's leaving, like a yeah. farewell party or the end of the night. I also think because the, the video was snowy, but not Christmassy, it's like a wintry song, not just a Christmassy song. Oh, I hadn't thought about like, that. I think, you could, I think if you started playing it in like October in the UK, it would actually be very fitting. Oh, okay. Goodbye summer. Yeah. Goodbye. I also remember in the reunion tour in 2007, they added guitars to Goodbye. So it was like, oh, no, no, that was headlines. Sorry. <laughs> we can't go down a detour of us talking about headlines. headlines. Friendship never ends. <laughs> okay, 1999, Westlife, I Have a Dream and Seasons in the Sun. We've had joy. We've had fun. Oh, that's not the tune. We've had seasons, seasons in, in the, the sun. sun. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> Ugh, not into that. I don't mind a couple of Westlife songs. I don't like those ones. Um, There's one that I like. I like their first song, Swear It Again. Oh, yeah. I swear, I swear it all over again. again and I, I'll never want to see you cry. That's like a fun Didn't they? I feel like they had a ballad. really fun rocky one at one when point. When you're looking like that. That's a fun song. Yeah. Can't believe that I... Yeah, when you're looking like that is fun. And also, um, oh, fuck. There's one more fun one me and my friend always talk about. Come back to me. I'll remember this okay. Westlife song eventually. Westlife in 1999, fine. And then the year 2000, Millennium. I'll tell you what, we Millennium bug got into the system because Bob the Builder got to number one with Can We Fix It? Oh, God. <laughs> what, a, what an unfortunate way to round off our favourite year, the do, year 2000. Do you know what? I think that's the beginning of Brexit right there. <laughs> you think that's the, where the, the crack started to show? Yeah, Bob point. the Builder getting to number one with Can We Fix It? Oh, it's, um, it's we got a little world of our own. That's a really... I make me feel funny. Is that what I do? Yeah, that's yeah, fun. That's that a fun song. Who was the hottest member of Westlife? Shane. I always kind of had a thing for Kean. His mushroom haircut. He always had that kind of mushroom Justin Bieber, very early days Justin Bieber haircut. Also, have you? And Shane quite, still looks good now. Okay, I think he lost all his money in some kind of in some kind of he invested pro, like investment thing. Wasn't it like property investment yeah. in Ireland or something? Hang on a minute. Let's just look at Westlife in the year 2022. I'm gonna Google Shane Phelan. 2022 okay oh i'm sorry but nikki looks oh yeah no he, nikki's nikki's aged he's aged really really well do you know what they all look great <laughs> four good looking men yeah that's a hot say. that's a hot combo and you know i love an irish man i mean good lord i mean shane couldn't look more like an irish man if he tried oh my god did we talk in the last pod about that party we went to the other week yeah <laughs> we did we did so yeah. many irish men in la <laughs> it's very very uh internalized homophobia of us to not mention the gay member. <laughs> 
<laughs> for us to say we're not attracted to the gay member of Westlife. Also, Mark, he's got a great voice. Mark Feely. Mark Feely. Do you not think he... I'm surprised he hasn't done more, like, musical theatre or yeah, something. Yeah, he's got a real drama voice. He's got a voice. Oh, yeah, look, this is Kean's tat, tats just peeking out. Oof, I know. I'm a goof. I once dealt I with them. I can forgive it. Yeah, me too. Just don't look down. Um, I had, the, had them. I was on a talk show in the UK, and they came on. Lovely. Right. Really lovely. We got a little world of our own. I didn't think we were going to talk about Westlife this No, me much. too. <laughs> right, should we take a break before we get... We're up to the year 2000 of UK Christmas number one. Should we take a break? Yes, let's do it. And we are back. What did you do in our, our little break there, Fraser? I just had a little bowl of chicken noodle soup that you made me. Oh. Very nice. I also, when I went to put my laundry in, I got a real fright because I thought I saw a spider on the ground. It's a person's false eyelash. Ooh. <laughs> someone's, someone's walking around with a one eyelash. Yeah, exactly. Lovely. It's really scary. <laughs> I also just cut us some uh, grapefruit slices as if we're, it's a, a sports game. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Re- refreshing break. Okay, we are talking about UK Christmas number ones. I've got us up to the year 2000. Now we've only got 22 <laughs> more years to go. Oof, magoo. 2001. <laughs> 2001. Where is... are we at, babes? 2001 is a very strange song. It was the cover of Something Stupid by Robbie Williams and Nicole Kidman. Why did that happen? How the hell did this come about? That's what I want to know. Like, what Like what circumstances got it to this point? So this was a, a cover of a Frank, Sina- Frank and Nancy Sinatra, a father-daughter uh, co- uh, cover, which is really strange. Here's the thing. Nicole, Nicole kind of, she's a true thesp. Yeah. She, like, does anything she wants and just... I can imagine her just wanting to do a project. What do you? What, what no, is I was it? just looking at the Wikipedia. Mm. I thought there would be a, a segment in the Wikipedia entry that would be like, "This is why Nicole did it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently it didn't need to be justified. It so. wasn't wasn't for a movie. No, <laughs> just and it was like a really strange, like a very like festive video of them like cozying up in a cabin, wasn't it? And getting very like. 50s and like sexy with each other very strange then they were like in an airport lounge once and like should we just do this song (laughs) probably she's like robbie i'd love to do it oh yeah trying to do her accent i i because you could you can't do a hard australian with nicole she's very like ethereal i just wrote typed into google robbie williams nicole kidman something stupid why (laughs) that didn't come (laughs) up no response (laughs) no big one in 2002 is our gals we talked about it in the last episode but they won the show pop stars the rivals by getting two christmas number one girls allowed uh, with sound of the underground so yeah. this was christmas number one in 2002 just you know we touched on it last episode so we won't go into a lot of detail but a bizarre and wonderful song that stands the test of time because <laughs> it makes no sense makes no sense it's still it sounds like it's from someone i don't know, like an asteroid hit earth and the song was inside it it's from No Time or Place. <laughs> uh, then 2003, Mad World by Michael Andrew and Gary Jules. Oh my God, do you remember? Mad World. Wait, that was the song from Donnie Darko, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Everyone at that time had Donnie Darko on DVD. It was like, oh my God, Donnie Darko is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> this, was the, this was kind of a, it's almost like a, the Christmas number ones are a reflection of the kind of mood of the nation, I feel like. And I feel like after Girls Aloud Sound of the Underground, which was like celebrating upbeat pop, there was like a almost like a revolt where they were like, it's like, oh no, edginess is going to win this Christmas. And it's Mad World, like one of the most boring songs that's ever made. <laughs> then <laughs> we have a pretty, pretty fucking phenomenal run of Christmas number one. So 2005 is the first year of x factor wait a minute you no. skipped over something 2004 oh shit <laughs> band-aid 20 band-aid 20 do they know it's christmas which uh is uh, my fun uh, fact is always that rachel stevens appears in the music video for this and she's not actually singing on the song yeah we've definitely talked, will, will young snuck her in we've definitely talked about this before but i'm looking at the vocals here we've got ash we've got Dan- daniel beddingfield natasha beddingfield busted cat dealey Dido, Dizzy Rascal, Miss Dynamite, someone from Morchiba, Estelle, someone from Feeder, a guy from the Divine Comedy, Justin Hawkins, fine, Jamelia, Jamelia. someone from Keen, Beverly Knight, Lamar, Lamar, Shazney Lewis, Katie Mellowa. Oh my God, of course Katie Mellowa was in there. Joss Stone, The Thrills, Turin Breaks. Just stone. Breaks. <laughs> I, I can't believe I skipped that. I think I think I was trying to block it out because I do still hate this song. But 
Right. Uh, so moving on, yes, we have a very important kind of shift in the, the paradigm, mm. and that is the birth of X Factor and the X Factor Christmas number one. So this was kind of almost like the show after Girls Alive was kind of designed to do this, where they were like, oh, this is something we can really capitalize on. And it's always, the show always would end with like a Christmas episode. And then the finale was always very Christmassy feeling. And then that would be, the song would be released just in time for Christmas. So we have a run of quite phenomenal songs. We have the original track, That's My Goal by Shane Ward. Yeah, I was gonna say because it's after this, it's all covers. But yeah. Shane Ward, he's the he's the like the hangover from the pop idol era of like original winners songs. So yeah. he's the final one with "That's My Goal," which I always like to tell you. I danced at a uh, someone's twenty first birthday to this song. Um, what, what, a slow dance at a sports club in Dagenham. Oh, lovely! It was like the last song of the night. Yeah, it was pink themed, and me and my friend Fran did a slow yeah. dance to this, and we were in heaven we were like laughing and slow dancing together at the same time and screaming that's my goal oh my god a pink themes party i'm very at a football club in dagenham whoa there were some pretty real people there here's the thing about most of these x factor songs we're actually not fans of any of these songs <laughs> well i am a fan of that's, that's my, my goal. goal obviously and actually i do like the follow-up 2006 leona's cover of a moment like this it's quite significant because obviously it's kelly clarkson's winning song it's a good song and it's a really good song so i kind of i still like that one but this is when things start to really go off the rails uh leon jackson your man another he's scottish right he is he, he is, had to yeah. be with that complexion um <laughs> his was a cover of when you believe which doesn't make any sense yeah and then you know by far the worst alexandra burke song hallelujah yeah <laughs> it's just no thanks and then, <laughs> and then basically, I think the year after was, uh, it, was it was Little Mix that were obviously what everyone was expecting to get Christmas number one. But this is when we had another one of the the rebellions against, we, against we had pop. An, we had an upset. We had an uprising, to use a Hunger Games term. There was an uprising from the districts. <laughs> and we got Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name. Now, wait, what was the, the Little Mix song? It was... Uh, Damien Rice. Damien, uh, Cannonball. Cannonball. And here's the, the thing. We, we know now that the girls are not into that song. No, of course not. That never makes it. Yeah. Their career starts with... Mama told me not to waste... I I would, I'm putting words into their mouths, but they're probably glad this didn't get to number one. Yeah. No, I, th- I think so too. It's, it's like... You know, they knew that they were like... Um, they knew this wasn't going to have any impact on their career, so it's, yeah. it's good. It's a good thing. Matt Cardle covering "When We Collide." Oh God, he was so boring. Biffy, Biffy Clyro, is that who's that? Yes. When we collide, Biffy. That's Scottish. Name, that name just like came out of the absolute mists of time in my mind, like it emerged from the mist and went back in again. Biffy, there's like the nothing, Rasmus. There's nothing more <laughs> tea in the park, the Scottish <laughs> festival, than Biffy Clyro. <laughs> There's a couple of like different ones that aren't X Factory after that. So there was the Military Wives with Gareth Malone. So Gareth Malone's the choir guy. Yeah. Right. Um, oh my god! Did you know? Did you see on ABC they've essentially remade the choir, but with John Legend? Oh wow! So how great is that for like the UK real, yeah. US equivalent? <laughs> Gareth Malone. <laughs> Hi in, like, everyone. Yeah, Gareth Malone like a real like drafty village hall yeah. with some old people, and then you've got John Legend. Yeah, the most like showbiz kind of person there is. Yeah. The Justice Collective, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother in 2012. Don't remember I that. I completely like... Look, we already had, what, the Golden Jubilee that year and the Olympics? Oh, it was a, it was for like the Hillsborough uh, anniversary. So that's a... Oh. Yeah, so we have... This is this is where things start to really become a little strange after this. Well, we're getting <laughs> closer the, and closer to Brexit, that's why. <laughs> in the run-up to this. So, you know, they had that, that song. Then there was kind of the, the dying gasp of uh, X Factor was Sam Bailey doing a cover of Skyscraper by Tammy Lovato. I love that song. <laughs> well, I, I don't love Sam Bailey's no, version of it. Don't want it. wonder how Sam Bailey is. What's she up to? What's she knocking around doing? I'm just doing a quick Google. Like, 2021 independent record label released her first single. The song peaked at number one on the Amazon bestsellers chart and number three three on the iTunes What's it called? rock chart. It's it's a cover. It's called Black... Oh, Black Velvet. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we're going to listen to it. Oh, official video coming soon. What? Still so, waiting for it. This is Sam Bailey, Black Velvet, lyrics, Chinese subtitles. Wow. Okay, we just had a little clip of, of Black Velvet there. This, that song is very funny to me. There's not actually... Black Velvet! <laughs> there's no... 
more Sam Bailey song than Black Velvet. Yeah, I'm surprised her whole career wasn't just every different version of Black Velvet over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) And then the, the, the... Poor old uh, X Factor Diane Garth went out with uh, in 2014 Ben Haynell uh, with Something I Need, which I don't really remember what that don't was remember. either. Oh, he beat Fleur East. Yeah, a oh, One Republic. It was a. Uh, okay. Ben Haynell. It's really strange that his name is Haynell. We kind of really just like glossed over that as a nation, I think. Well, I mean, there were so many names going on <laughs> being shouted by that voiceover in X Factor. Ben Rachel Adadenji. <laughs> Oh, Flurryst. Flurryst. Really terrorized us with Uptown Funk, didn't she? She really she really got the, the UK even more dialed into that song than it was going to be. We didn't know the terror that was coming after she performed that. And then, wait a minute. Didn't you do? Didn't you go to an ITV Christmas party? Yeah, I worked at ITV the year that she won and she performed Uptown Funk at the ITV Christmas party. How was it? Great. I yeah. mean, the party was terrible, but she yeah. was great. <laughs> That's the annoying thing about Uptown Funk. It's undeniably a great song. Yeah. I just don't ever want to hear it, ever. Well, I've got a little diversion for you here. When I was... Uh, <laughs> we when... don't do that on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> when my friend uh, Siobhan was here visiting and we went to Moonlight Rollaway, mm-hmm. they played a Bruno Mars song and I took her aside and I said, don't ever tell anyone I said this, but I like this song. Which one? 24 Karat Magic. I know everything about it is bad. When I was skating around to it, I was I felt freer than I've ever felt. <laughs> and I and I honestly had like your face in my head being like so annoyed that I liked a Bruno Mars song. But it's like unfortunately he's one of those people I I don't like him, but he does make catchy music. Like he, you can't like I just I, okay. Here's the thing. Look, finesse with Cardi B. That's also a great, great song. song. That's, yeah. I just have issues with him because he's just a creepy little funkster with with giant teeth. And clearly influenced by Michael, sorry, clearly influenced by Janet Jackson's brother. (laughs) So, and that's why I have major issues. Anyway. Anyway, we're we're getting very lost in the source here. What's Ben Hay now doing? Let me just quickly check up on Ben Hay now. Let's see what our friend Ben Hay now is doing. What's Ben up to? It kind of stops in 2018. Uh Uh-oh. Two years after Brexit. So. (laughs) got deported. I I don't know. Shall we move on okay, to so 2015, the year before Brexit? Inexplicably, the Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Choir singing A Bridge Over You, which I don't remember that one either. I, I feel like I something happened around Sam Bailey's skyscraper where I just, I think I just disconnected from the charts, the, the Christmas charts at this yeah. point. Yeah, because it's all very confusing. But then we do, I did replug back in for 2016, 2016 possibly my favorite Christmas song on this entire list. Nine weeks at number one. What Nine weeks it? at number one. It's Clean Bandit featuring Sean Paul and... Anne Marie. Anne Marie. With they sang Rockabye. And you and me watched the video for this this morning when we were doing some prep, and we were laughing our damn heads <laughs> off. It's the strangest video. There's like it's. I think the moral of the story is about a, a lady who like does exotic dancing and how she doesn't want to do it anymore. It's very like to, uh, to pay for her to pay for her child. Yeah, it's very uh, city high. What would you do? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but also, it's genuinely filmed beautifully. Yeah, the video gorgeously filmed, but very strange. It it flicks between inexplicably between like an East End pub where they I don't like seeing Sean Paul in an East End pub. No, and and then like what looked like a. A cliffside in Croatia with the the same woman dancing on a pole, but just on a cliffside. Yeah, with Clean Bandit bopping around. Yeah. Although, you know, my favorite line is, there's like a line where Anne-Marie is singing about like her, you know, doing something for her children. And Sean Paul just goes, daily struggle. (laughs) (laughs) Daily struggle. And it's something me and my friend Lydia used to say to each other all the time. And I'm really glad it's brought it back. I'm just going to keep sending a daily struggle. And I can do that accent because my dad's from the Caribbean. Yeah, I'm not doing it. (laughs) It made me think, I love the fact that in the UK we've got Anne-Marie and Mabel. Good song. Great song. And I, I would argue the last the, the last good song that the UK had as a Christmas number one. Right. 2017. What song is this? this is, uh, so this is Perfect by Ed Sheeran. It's like, it's very, it's a real, like, I, it, I almost feel he specifically wrote it to have people have as their first dance. Do you know what I'm surprised about? Why do we not have any of the John Lewis songs in this? Yeah. Like the weird, the, the, the. Because I feel like they release that too early, don't they? Oh. Like it's like, uh, um, what, like Lily Allen doing? Someone, 
the perfect Wikipedia page is a real wild ride, but I like another version with slightly different lyrics featuring Camilla Cabello is included in the Cinderella soundtrack. Oh, lovely. <laughs> 2021. That, those very specific vocals of Camilla Cabello. So that was 2017. We're now deep in post-Brexit Britain. Okay. What so, happened? Okay, so I, I need to just, I need people to know that personally, I left the UK in at the end of 2017. So I literally left to the sound of Ed Sheeran Perfect. And I like to think of myself as someone who really does keep up with things that are happening back at home in the UK. Like I talk to my friends all the time and, you know, I like looking at pop culture things. I don't want to lose touch. I like knowing what's happening in our home country. One thing that has not registered is the grip that a certain YouTube couple called Lad Baby have had on the Christmas number one charts. Daily struggle. Oof. Honestly, I've heard the name in passing and I didn't quite, I've never quite understood what it was. So today, truly, I know you've all been living through this in the UK since 2018, but today was the first day I actually looked at who they were and what the music was and where everything was. It was a tough viewing experience. We had a tough morning, didn't we? We had a really tough morning kind of looking at their YouTube videos, which were really troubling and very concerned about filming location for a lot of their videos. Now, all of these seem to be for charity. Great. However, we did delve deeper. We did. Now, the charity, some of the charities were... Uh, it's, it's food, food bank. Banks. It's food bank awareness is, is there, has been their kind of thing. Now, here's the thing about food banks. There have been more and more and more and more need for them in the UK, probably because of austerity. Who brought that austerity? Oh, the Conservatives. Who voted for the Conservatives? It turns out, lad baby. <laughs> Daily struggle. Yeah, it's, so, it's a bit of a strange snake you, you said well this morning the snake eating the the tail of the snake yeah it kind of became a perfect circle of like people doing good for the terrible things happening in the country who also voted for the people that did the terrible, terrible things. things in the country it's so well kind put. of it's just yeah it's a perfect circle and they do sausage roll themed uh christmas songs and you and me had a very hard time watching the uh 2021 Christmas number one, which was Sausage Rolls for Everyone with Ed Sheeran and Elton John. Yeah. You and I had a very tough time watching that. Elton appeared to be under duress. <laughs> Definitely some something happened with Elton. He didn't seem happy. And as you noted, he refused to wear the Christmas jumper that they, everyone else was wearing in the video. Yeah, so loved that. I had a little bit more respect for Elton with that as well. But yeah, they're just it's such a strange grip that they've had on the charts for all these years and i don't quite know what the current like as we run up to it so let me yeah because i read that they're they're trying to release another song with martin what's his name from Mon- the money oh, martin Lewis. Yes, yes yeah so they have released that um i'm just looking at the four hours ago the official oh okay where we at christmas number one 2022 lad baby's food aid takes early lead but hopes for fifth win challenged by wham and mariah isn't it amazing that Wham! Last Christmas was never number one? I know. Because we watched that Lad Baby video about them talking about the streaming numbers, didn't we? Yeah. Where they were very, very defensive. That's oh, great. It's great. Oh, no. The thing is, what we're doing is, yeah, raising money, even though we voted for the austerity. We've got it, you know, got to work hard for the money. I've got a job. <laughs> I've got a job. I make money. Why can't other people get a job and make money? <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know how much we want to wade into those waters, but just everyone in the UK streaming Mariah Carey and- <laughs> wham wham <laughs> stream wham come yeah on. stream last christmas it's a great Home, homegrown queer wham yeah. come on come on i was thinking about what is the u.s equivalent of uk christmas number ones because we've been talking and christmas isn't as big a deal in the u.s in general it's a bit more diluted by thanksgiving isn't it exactly and all the other holidays that are recognized excuse me as well whereas in the uk christmas is the biggest thing of all time. Yeah, it's it's. It, I think often, often the way I've described it to American people who like when they're asked about it, I say that it's it, it's barely a religious holiday in the UK anymore. It's just a holiday. It's like Fourth of July. It's just anyone celebrates it pretty yeah. much. It's just the season of Christmas is Christmas, and I think just everyone kind of celebrates it because it's it's just it's the national like holiday. You can't avoid you it. You can't avoid it, and it's the end of the year yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so all to say, US Christmas number ones aren't a thing, really. I mean, I know we've done this comparison before, but is the US equivalent of UK Christmas number ones, is it kind of like headlining the Super Bowl, the halftime show? Yeah, it's definitely something that everyone actually is interested in and cares about. But I feel like... Oh, wait. Mm, I was going to say, what about singing at the inauguration? Yeah, I feel like it's something it's something weirdly high profile that we would we just wouldn't 
we just wouldn't do in the UK. Like, yeah, like imagine if Anne-Marie sang in the next prime minister. Rishi Sunak. Anne-Marie's there singing Rockabye. Daily struggle. I am going to be tackling the daily struggles of the UK. Yeah, I do. I think I think it's something more like that. Just because I think we've done Super Bowl so many times, okay. I think we can we can say it's singing at the inauguration. So the U.S. equivalent of a UK Christmas number one is singing at the president's inauguration. Yeah, it's got the right. It's got the right thing. Gravitas. Yeah. Lad, baby. Uh, oh God! Imagine them for me. Oh God. Grim. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, everyone, it's time for the Naveu because we are in the thick, we're drowning in the wave of water. The wave of water is out. Avatar 2, can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it. We were, so we haven't watched it yet. When are we watching Avatar 2, the wave of water? Wednesday? Is it this week? Okay, we're watching it this week. Yeah. We're booked. We're booked. And to prep for it, we watched Avatar 1. Yeah, the Avatar other week. original. So I hosted at my house. I made some, some Navi cocktails, which was a blue gin and tonic. We ordered pizza. I I did some face paints. You did some blue. So what was it like when you came to my door? You kind of greeted me with a, a orchestral score of Avatar playing really loud with a Navi face paint on. Yeah, it was it was quite a lot. <laughs> Particularly that day, all of us were hungover. Yeah, we had all been to different things. Everyone that attended was had was hungover from a different function, and yeah. we were just like dying. So thoughts on Avatar one? Um, it's exactly how I remember it. It was way too long. There were some terrible bits of dialogue and really pointless scenes. But all in all, I had a good time. <laughs> when I was having fun, I was having fun. It was just too long. Like we we got we got a real kick out of the the creatures of the of Pandora. <laughs> yeah. Anytime there was a creature like snarling at the camera, we got a kick out of that. Especially those those bugs that those like little bugs that had like the whirly helicopter thing that would like pick up and fly off. Remember them? Yeah. And then Teddy said, "That's not very efficient. No, it's not. It's not an efficient way to fly." <laughs> no. We also really I love how the, the highest grossing movie of all time and our group of friends watching it every if, every now and again we'd be like, "Oh well, no, that looks good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also a, a real the deep love for Michelle Rodriguez was born during that uh, during that rewatch. We oh, talked yeah. a lot about Michelle Rodriguez, didn't we? And we we like and her problematic ending in the movie where she's wearing the kind of the Navi the Navi face paint and a feather earring. Yeah. Oh, and just to say, like my Navi face paint was not problematic. <laughs> no. It was just blue. No, she was doing a real Native American nod, which was very tough. Exactly. Uh, Sam Worthington's accent. Oh yes, it travels around the globe throughout the movie from <laughs> from Australia to New York and was, in between. It was as if he was saying things like, "Yeah, we gotta save the then Na- wait wait, yeah, we gotta save the the Navi." Like the really yeah. certain words. That I remember just... I noticed that when whenever they'd recorded like the ADR of him, like going, uh, 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 oh. he sounded really Australian. He's like, oh, oh, um, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, don't hate me. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Sam Wellington's accent. And then just Sigourney Weaver, just in general, we, we just were captivated by her performance. Also, Sam Worthington's accent, as we said all the way through the movie, why couldn't he just have an Australian yeah, accent? Yeah, there was absolutely it's, no reason for it. set in Pandora in the outer space somewhere. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Ugh. And I was stuck with it. Yeah. For the next four movies. Avatar, yeah. Avatar 1, don't bother rewatching. Yeah, don't bother rewatching it, but I can't wait to sit through another three hours of pretty much the same thing, just oh underwater. Oh my god. It's getting good reviews. Yeah. Well, you know how I feel. You know, I, I say this every time we talk about it. I hate underwater things and I'm nothing scares me more than <laughs> things that are shot underwater. So I can't wait to be basically feeling physically sick for three hours. So that's great. great. Let's do a quick little taste test. Let's, let's get away from Pandora. Um, so we're just going to end this at what, what, what's going on? So my mum sent me a care package and she clearly went wild in the aisles at Aldi mm-hmm. uh, near her house. And she sent me lots of strange flavors of crisps. I already ate the turkey and stuffing crisps. In fact, you had some of them on uh, on Friday when you came they over. They taste, just taste like roast chicken. Yeah. So these, this, this flavor is pigs in blanket, hand cooked crisps made with British potatoes. Are good. Yeah, I'm sure the lad baby had a hand in these. So I'm just going to... So, grab yourself a pigs in blanket flavored crisp, and we'll do a quick taste test. I'm definitely seeing a Union Jack next to a a holly symbol. Oh, I've taken a few. This might be too many. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, smoky bacon. Yeah. (laughs) Smoky bacon crisp. Big bag of smoky bacon. 
Have we got, oh wait, have we got more? Yeah. Oh god. Now tell me what you think these are ripping off. Thick cut, ridged, flame grilled steak. So this is a McCoy's ripoff. So it's a fake McCoy. So you get, get, okay. I'm gonna have another pigs in blanket okay. one while we're just doing a lot of bad ASMR. Oh. Does that taste like a McCoy? Oh. Thanks, mum. Thanks, Laura. <laughs> Alright, that's you. Right, that's you. <laughs> it's the end of the episode. Yeah. Right, you've done a good job. So thank you as ever for listening. Please yep. rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We do need more. Come on, drop us an email. Give us some feedback on Instagram. We're going to be back in a couple of weeks, aren't we? Well, we'll see what happens, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not good. That's no. not, that's not bad on that. Just to clarify, <laughs> we're going to be back. We're going to be doing more episodes, but yeah. just, you know, it's the holidays. Yeah, we're going to Palm Springs. Yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> Come on. I am excited to talk about what happens in Palm Springs at our, for our New Year's when we get back. I know. We've got a pretty fun thing happening. And we've got to do... It's <laughs> 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 me just thinking of the fun thing. Yeah. And we will be doing some more specials in the New Year at yes. some point. Yes. We we're still... thinking ghost hunting with. We're thinking yes. chasing the sats. Yeah, we've got a got a few options. Yeah, we've got a few things. We should do a poll. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, a bit of engagement. A bit of engagement. All right, let's do that. Okay, you're welcome. Bye. You are right up May Street. Ah, oh, you can't make me choose. I go by Toyota. Sponsors T4. Fuck me, Lee Ryan's thirteen. I remember we couldn't remember the word for table. <gasps>